Hi, this is Karina Ganter's host of Behind the Pen. You're listening to the audio podcast. Enjoy. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Pen. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Karina Gantas, award-winning author of 14 books, award-winning filmmaker, podcaster, YouTuber, booktuber. I host the Author Assist show on the Artist First Radio Network, and I also run Author Assist, which helps authors with their marketing and promotion, everything from brainstorming right through to marketing the final product. Today, we are still on Napod Pomo. So that is where I do a podcast every day through the month of November. Yes, I'm an idiot, but it's going very well. We're all uh, every day. Uh, a podcast has gone out. My guests have been amazing. And my guest today is also totally amazing. Please welcome Ritu Chopra. Welcome to the show, Ritu. Thank you, Karina. Thank you for having me. Whereabouts are you right now? I am in New York uh, region. New York. Oh, how beautiful. And what's the weather like there? Is it warm? It's cold. It's cold. Are <laughs> uh, you getting ready for snow? Seasonable. Seasonable. <laughs> uh, we've just started yes. putting the heating on over here in Greece. Mm-hmm. So we're getting ready for our winter. So the first question I ask all my guests is, what do you use your pen for? That's a loaded question, Karina. I think um, pen is as mighty as it can be. You could just write uh, pretty much anything. You make your lists to do, simple lists to do, to leave something that can inspire the entire world. Small words that are like, you know, you talk about Mahatma Gandhi, Nelson Mandela, or the likes. Those short quotes written by uh, people that we still go give reference to. So it's it's really difficult to define what pen can do uh, in in just a simple um, conversation. I mean, it's uh, well. Let's I say think- let's put it this way: You're a creative. So are you a musician? Are you a singer? Are you an actress? Are you a writer? Are you an artist? What is it you do, Ritu? I am technologist by profession. I am writer, but I am an artist by heart. And I used to be artist by hobby. And after an auto accident, that art kind of lifted from my hands to my brain. So I, I am multilingual. So I think in ways, in different ways, um, which I find that to, to express your thoughts, express your creativity in an artistic way is pretty interesting because each language has its own beauty. Mm-hmm. How do you express those ideas? So I'm an artist at heart, I would say. But my writing is mostly in... Um, personal empowerment, self-empowerment, and uh, inspiring genre. Let's um, go back to the mention that you were an artist. I mean, what form of art were you doing? Was it painting? Was it um, photography? I mean, what kind of art were you doing? Um, I I started out as a 
um, in my middle school, starting sketching and drawing and water paints, watercolors. Well, that's hard. And then it shifted to um, oil paints and different kinds of paints. Yeah. And every relative in my family had a painting for me Aww. when I was in high school. And uh, I wish they kept it, but that's a different story. <laughs> because I want it back now yeah <laughs> that would have been nice to look at them again after so yes. long yes so. um there's a funny story that is uh we were going to have my parents were going to host a big uh, function at home and we um had moved in into newly um constructed a newly uh, new home and there was a big window space that woodwork was still going on and it was just blank. And I created a four by two and a half. It's a large painting. Wow. It's a beautiful painting. And it was after the event that I noticed, that I still recall. Um, it was after the event was over, I was looking at the painting and I realized that the, the uh, shepherd who was playing a, um, a bamboo flute in the front of the NFL front had six fingers in his both hands. <laughs> he laughed and laughed because nobody else noticed besides me. <laughs> <laughs> How did you manage to do that? Six fingers. <laughs> well, I that was a rush. We needed to get it framed before the event. So there was just like rush, rush, rush to do things. It was after the fact. I said, okay, I was in high school. Well, that makes it unique. <laughs> you know, that might be worth some money later on. Have you still got it? Uh, Karina said, the, what's, what is the story with it? <laughs> 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 because it brings laughs. It brings a lot of memories. It yes. Brings, you know, so, so I see that, you know, art has so many uses. Mm -hmm. Art can uplift spirits. Art is forever. Um, and uh, I also am a founder of a nonprofit, which is um, helping uh, providing resources as an advocacy organizations for trauma-based uh, people who have gone through trauma in their lives. So I encourage and I ask, you know, um, tell us what helped you through cope those situations. It could be art, it could be music. It could be uh, basket weaving, it could be embroidery, it could be yeah. quilting, anything that people can just let go yeah. with their caring, and then art could be helpful. And then when I had this auto accident, um, after so many painful years where uh, I lost the dexterity in my hand, so where I wasn't able to do, I did a lot of pottery. I did sculpting. I was learning sculpting. I wow. had beautiful, um, I was learning the Native American art. So really thin clay. And the part of that, did you kind of split those soft clay and then give golden effects? I loved it. And it was just like, you know, um, uplifting. Yeah. And, you know, the arts, arts of the different culture and you grow with the, the, um, ideas and the concepts behind that mm -hmm. the culture has so it's it's just not something to look at something beautiful to look at but what what's the thoughts behind it i find um a lot of people that have been through a, a serious trauma like a car accident mm -hmm. and and they get through it and they might have um, 
some um, mental problems with um, getting back into a car, driving again, you know, things like that. But I feel that the people that I've talked to which have gone through a trauma like that have come out with a different mindset. They've come out, whether they believe, whether you believe in God or not, that's to whoever's listening, to whoever's watching, but they come out with a spiritual alignment. Yes, yes. I, I strongly believe that the, you know, when you go through it, you are in an action mode. You may not realize it. It's in the retrospective. And when you look back and when you realize it, and that's what I write about, you know, our perspectives, our circumstances, our decisions, our choices, all of that are interconnected. And that's the type of writing that I, I focus on is the, uh, the foundation sometime. Um, but that's what you said is very true, is uplifting. So I find art is in every form, even presenting, cooking is art, um, conversation is art. Um, I have become as an artist, what I do is nature photography. Mm. And this is interesting story with that too. So I invested in into the DSLR uh, many years ago. And I was trying to kind of, you know, go to the photo clubs and every every club in my area was the expert. So I was kind of trying to find somewhere um, uh, who teach rookies how to use, yeah. the, you know, automated cameras anyway. So uh, in the meantime, I was learning from observing these competitions and these speakers would award-winning photographers and uh, photojournalists would come and give lectures. So I was learning a lot. But then I went for a trip um, to Europe and I came back with 3,000 pictures. Wow. And what I realized was, what I realized, what I let my camera do, because my mindset was, it's an automated camera. It's a smart camera. It knows what it should do. <laughs> I learned a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> it was too late. <laughs> it so was too late. <laughs> so you've you've written a book then on after the uh, accident and you couldn't do art anymore um, and you had that uplifting experience and started um, finding your pathway to the path you were meant to be on and once you're on that path it feels fulfillment that you you're doing what you were supposed to be doing and when you feel like that, it's just uh, unbelievable. Yes. So I, I, I have um, a good sense of humor. I And I find it just like this. Art is uplifting and writing is also, you just can't write a book for a lot of people. And I do not say that for any kind of criticism. It is difficult for someone to even write a letter. Mm. Right, so you have to put thoughts together, saying that writing a letter is not a big deal. Um, but if once you're writing, who you are writing to, why you are writing to, when you start putting that, the length of a letter is a task. You really need to put in so much effort into that, mm -hmm. that what has been written, how it lands to the other side, who is being written for right? Yeah. So that's yeah. where your creativity comes in. 
And that's because language is art, right? The conversation is art. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I find that it's very important to kind of discuss, especially in a platform like yours, when you do, you know, art is just not a performing or creative art. I find it conversations are art. My late father, he was um, an attorney, well-known attorney, uh, uh, and he was also, um, uh, you know, expert in diplomacy, uh, the law of diplomacy. And uh, so as a growing up years, um, I would hear his conversations when he was be speaking to his client, you know, if I was traveling with him. And a lot of those I don't have a lot of memories of a, a perception of the conversations, but he will be giving people examples on certain things. And I find those kinds of conversation, if we, when I don't remember the complete conversation, but the ideas of it is that in, especially in a difficult conversation, how do you get to and touch the hearts and minds of people, even if you are in conflict with? So all of that is the part of writing as well. So even if you are writing, um, whatever your genre, whatever your target audiences are, you need to put the message across mm -hmm. because it takes us so much effort. Like I said, even writing a letter is a lot of effort. So writing a book, forget the publishing and editing and all of that is comes later, but you're presenting a message, right? So for your message to land and stick and be acted upon itself is an art. It's powerful I'm words. It's using powerful words and those words um, coming across to the reader yeah. to, to be able to understand what you're trying to get to out what you're trying to describe so these words can be very very powerful to uh the reader tell me about your book Ritu uh, my first book was in 2000 I wrote Art of Life this was the first one I was going through a extremely um difficult emotionally uh emotional uh, circumstances a, a came out of a very life-threatening situation and um and i was trying to kind of find my way and to see where i am yeah. it's a very young age and no resources <clears throat> around me my support system was thousands of miles oceans apart so it was very difficult and at this at the top of it i had an auto accident that did that just kind of um did a lot of uh, damage to my uh, lower back back and hands and so I was going through parallelly of uh, emotional and physical pain um and the medication was given to me I gained so much weight so mm -hmm. I was in pain I was bloated yeah. I had very little movement but I had um I've love for nature so I had the garden that really gave me that. I had uh, in in living in this part of New York, uh, New York or uh, East Coast. Um, uh, I had the March, which ground just barely thaws from the March to November. I remember one day I counted different kinds of flowers that I had planted. It was forty two different kinds of flowers. So it's just a kind of a little memory. 
that was not just like uh, um was trying to be a gardener this was my escape mm. it gave being close to nature that you know and it was such an um important uh way to let go of the pain and be that close to and the colors that you see they're so soothing and then you see all of this different you know dope. that's really beautiful that's really beautiful that something like that can can help you therapeutic with me it's writing yes. I get therapy out of my writing that you get therapy out of your gardening with your being with, one with nature happened that yeah it happened that way even if that there was so much physical pain but it was still giving me that kind of so I find that art because the nature itself is art and I would because your show is about art so let's let's talk about it for a moment that I think any listeners who are lovers of nature's or are gardeners or even have a plant or two in their home when you see the growth it just does something to you and when you see the flora, the flowers, the, the, the beauty of that, the colors, the petals, the fragrance, it lifts you up spiritually. It does. That's why when, when a man gives a woman a beautiful bouquet of flowers, um, no matter what happened before, she's got a massive smile on her face. She smells them. She looks at them, puts them in a vase, them in the right place where she can always see them. And, yes. and, it, and it just lifts you up. Like it you said, you it's the colors. It's what they represent. Uh, it lifts both people, who gives and who receives. Mm. And everyone, and even anyone else who would see, people appreciate that. It's the beauty of nature. There's nothing more artistic than nature itself. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to find that. So, so um, uh, you don't have to have a some sort of creative art, writing, or uh, painting, or sculpturing, or doing anything with your hands, but the art can be in your conversation. If uh, people, the way people cook, some have a very beautiful way of it. They love to present in such a way that it's just like, not the taste of the food, it's just how they've presented it. To me, that comes in and people that they are cooking for, it's an appreciation of their love to them. And that's it, that's a love that becomes an art here. So we can take art in any form. Oh, tell me about the the second book that you the one that um, you've just written now. The, the you, second book, oh no, the uh, the second book was Mastering Life. Okay, this happened a few years after. Uh, first book was my intellectual expression, going through all of that that I was mm -hmm. going through. Um, you know, a lot of physical pain and emotional setbacks. It was, uh, I. I don't have right words to put it what I was going through. No, right? I can imagine. So this became the book Art of Life was Escape. Um, and it was, um, I had no background in how the books are published, nothing. All I wanted to do was write. Yeah. So this yeah. became uh, the guide to self-evaluation, self-improvement and self-realization because I turned to philosophy and spirituality to, to understand 
my purpose. Uh, why I went through, I was growing up in a very um, loving, close-knit family, um, and an educated family. Education was the goal. And here's what happened. Yeah. So you're too naive and young and no one around you uh, to guide you through that process, well, which was the case for me. And I had to make sense of everything. So the art of life, what meant to me that life is an art. Mm-hmm. How I am going to look at that is that I need to assess myself and I need to improve upon what I have assessed and then realize a higher self. And that's what it became. But, well, um, it just happened to be that uh, I wasn't really a uh, master at how uh, the book gets published and how it gets promoted. And all. It was an intellectual expression that saved me. Yeah. And yeah. people would ask, and I want to share this with you. People would ask, how many copies you have sold? I would say that I I was giving lectures uh, based on the, the uh, ideas here. I said, I would like to talk about how many people have been influenced. <laughs> and you know what? I just kept learning. And then came Mastering Life. It was that, that uh, uh, you know, the publication contracts and all of that with that is just like a learning lessons. With this book, as you see, I want to show this um, uh, cover. It's a really simple stock image of the mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Himalayas, right? So Mastering Life, which is the uh, subtitle exploring exploring your untapped potential to reach new heights. So we all, you know, all the uh, motivational gurus and experts, they talk about reaching new heights and stuff. So um, my message is no different. It's just a different way of saying things. But what it meant was to me with a simple graph uh, graphics here is that when you get to a new height, from that height, you also see valleys and the darkness even if you are at the top. So when you reach to one top, there is another top. So the journey of the life is never ending story. So mastering life becomes, for me, the messaging here was um, that like any trait, like any uh, skill that you have to, to become good at it, you have to master that skill. So life is a skill so mastering life is also a skill that you need to keep working on it and how you work on it with optimism, with confidence, with the perseverance that you bring it to because life is going to happen. We, uh, we cannot predict it. We can anticipate things by what it happens to us, our inner strength, our perseverance, our you know, wisdom, ability, that is an art, how we deal with this skill for life. Acceptance as well. Acceptance is a, a big, uh, powerful word when you go through something like that and you're still having trauma. Um, things are still yes. happening. You have to accept that things are going to go that way and just get on with life as best as you can, not allow it to take over and to to give up don't give up 
You don't need to give up. You keep on pushing, keep on keep that strength, keep on pushing and accept the situation. Helena is very difficult for lots of people, right? Uh, even if they have sincere people and a support network around them, to adapt and apply is not as easy. So that inner strength has to come. You you could, the phrase goes as you could take horse to the water, but you cannot make him drink, right? So it's the same thing that sometimes you can see even people who have the support network and sincerity around them, sincere people, supporters. So think about people who don't have the support network mm -hmm. or sincere people around them and how do they um, accept? You, I mean, you, you, you have the why me? Why did it happen to me? What did I do to to deserve this and mm -hmm. then you move on and it's like, okay so I can't do anything about this situation so now I have to accept it get on with life and make life as, as best as I can with the situation now Absolutely. moving on because you're doing something different now you have a business and you have yes. a new book out and yes. so if, can you speak about that a little for me yes so i'm an executive coach i my i have uh, two plus decades in fortune 500 as a uh, technologist and i i find myself at the crossroads where i have learned the best of the best business world can offer but my heart is somewhere else i want to give back i think it through COVID, what we have all, every country, every culture, every continent on the planet, and people have experienced the changes. So I think it has become more important to me to take this message out. So uh, my next book is Women Leadership in 21st Century, Raising and Creating Leaders of Tomorrow, which is coming in January of 23. And then I have another book is Magic and Mindfulness that it has been put off on the back burner. Um, I, it's uh, still closure uh, to completion, but it just kind of went on the back burner for now. So that would be sometime uh, second quarter in 23. Uh, so the Women Leadership book, what's unique about it, I wanted to write this book was for strategic book for working women mm. because what we see the increase of women in a workforce is pretty close to 50 percent a lot of the young mothers uh, juggling through the you know uh, uh, their work and life balance uh, it's very difficult for children and then the role of technology in our lives that it just kind of creates more and more uh, stress on the family the the closeness of the family unit has been compromised because of um, uh, either the availability of the technology in the palms of our hand, as well as uh, long working hours. Even parents, they're looking at their phone, checking their emails, right? So it yeah. is just a lot of stress. So my, my uh, uh, objective for the book uh, for the women leadership changed during COVID lockdown. Two, three months into the lockdown, what I experienced, and I started really thinking about it. So it changed that now uh, the focus is on the uh, leadership at every level. It's a collaboration, 
men and women come together. A young mother raises a boy and a girl, they grow up to be a man and a woman. So we're part of the family unit, we're part of the community, we're part of the organizations, we're part of the societies. And I like to see that, that, you know, there's more collaboration, there's more, um, uh, we don't, we don't compete with each other, but we come together. And other important part here, Karina, is that the baby boomer generation of women, they are about to leave workforce because women has been a good 40% and high part of the workforce. There's a tremendous talent that is going to go into hiding when they leave workforce. Because the younger generation, Zangiers, they're growing up with technology, collaborative tools, not with communications. And we need to bring all of those partnerships together. Mm. So my ideas for this book, as I say, changed was that collaborative women leadership at every level of the society, not with the titles and roles, but every level of the society and all age groups of women. And then we need to create those collaborative conversations. I think uh, collaboration is very, very important when it comes to business. You can't do it on your own. You have to have a team behind you. You have to have someone to help you. And also when you help others, whether you expect anything back or not, it comes back to you. Yes, yes, it does. And especially I see, that I know personally, very talented women uh, that had been in leadership roles, once they retire, if their, uh, if their talent is not appreciated, they would just be in their retirement. They would do what pleases them. They will find their way to do things. So that talent is sort of lost. And I, I want to tap into that. So um, your book is coming out in January. In January, yes. Wonderful. And you're, um, where can people find the books that you've done already? Um, my um, um, On my website and Amazon would be definitely places to find me, ritutopra.com uh, as my website. And uh, once the pages are up, so I think uh, uh, Amazon doesn't allow us to put too early. So when the pages are up, they can find me there. And also the best way to connect with me on LinkedIn as well, that on LinkedIn, I have a middle initial as my first name, middle initial G is George and Topra, G Topra. It's a common name. (laughs) I will have those links at the bottom of the uh, description for the video cast and the podcast because you're going out both ways. Um, It's been a pleasure chatting with you, Ritu. I could just carry on talking with you for hours, just being like philosopher and and, and talking about life and and everything. But uh, unfortunately that's the end of the episode but um, is there a message that you want to give to people before we leave yes i think the message i would like to say especially for the younger generations reach out you need people technology has answers but you need people you need those warm hugs you need those conversations um you know i i say to people i have nothing against technology i'm a technologist but Google and Siri can do only so much. When people go through emotional setbacks, 
and which most of us do have situations in life, you need other human beings. Yes. So we are social species and, uh, you know, reach out to people, open yeah. up, don't close the door. I, I totally agree with you. That's beautiful. Well, thank you too for being a guest on Behind the Pen. I wish you all the best with your new book and your business and uh, best of luck with everything. Thank you, Karina. Thank you for having me on your show and I look forward to see the recording of this. Hey folks, you're listening to the podcast Behind the Pen. Behind the Pen brings you fun and entertaining interviews by amazing creatives. And if you'd like to support and keep the podcast going, you can donate via my Linktree page. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash Karina Gantas, all small letters. Every dollar helps me share my platform with these amazing artists. Don't forget to follow like and review the podcast your support means everything